And this is the first episode of the Malone and Martin Show, a podcast started by two football fanatics who just want to talk about sports. And we don't want nobody in our ear, in our face, telling us you can't say this, you can't say that. We got our opinions, and we're going to let them be known. Now, we got a lot to get into. We got some news going on, a lot of stuff, some 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 college football-related stuff, some NFL-related stuff that we got to... Get our point across on this, you know. Everybody got their own, their own, you know, little way of coming at angles and coming at storylines, and and the more people that you got giving their own two cents in it, you know, the more the you know the more educated everybody can get. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to hear the same voices every day, you know, hearing Nick Wright, Stephen A. telling you the same stuff over and over again. So we gonna we gonna hop right into it though. We got a not a long show, but we got a, a a quick little maybe 60, 50 minute show that we gotta get to. So we're gonna jump right into it, y'all. Um first off, let me just introduce myself. I'm Nathaniel Malone, hence the Malone, part of Martin, and this right here is my boy Johnny Martin. Johnny Martin. And we are Malone and Martin, you know. Just a quick little introduction to ourselves, you know, we're from Muskegon, Michigan. We uh we we both love football, we both love sports. And we played too. We played for the Muskegon Big Reds, top state champions in Michigan. Some some light, some light. So uh, ain't, can't nobody say, oh y'all don't know what we're talking about. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, we know what we're talking about. We ain't go to the NFL, we know what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So so we just gonna we're gonna try to hop right into it and get right to this news because there's a lot of news that's been going on. I'm gonna just hop right into it. Dion, man. What what you what you think about Dion leaving uh, Jackson State to go to Colorado? Hey man, this a big move. This a this a big move. I mean, he finna still exploit the black talent. So I don't get why everybody saying that Dion still not finna exploit the black talent. Talent. He finna show all the talent. He finna show black, white, every ethnicity you can think of. He finna show all that. He finna show that he can actually take. One in 11 teams and take them to the national championship. He trying to take them boys to the natty right off back. I'm telling you, Colorado was only one in 11 last year. Jackson State, they ain't had no good record until Dion got this. Y'all got to remember that. Jackson State, they had a couple, you know, a couple Hall of Famers. But after that, they didn't really, they didn't do much, you know. What you got to say about it? I feel like I want to say it's about I want to say it's about um, his 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 son and a little bit of his own name because you can't really get and it's a sad thing to say but you can't really get that much exposure coming from HBCU like you used to. It used to be a lot of the best black players came from HBCUs, you know. Yeah, you got Jay Rice. Yeah, you got Shannon Walter, Sharp. Walter Payton. It used to be a lot of them. Now it's more towards Power Five. If you look at the top players in the league, you know you got Alabama, Ohio State, you know Michigan, uh, you know what I'm saying. Some of these, you know, Penn State, you know, some of these bigger Power Five schools, Georgia, and a lot of them, you know, those are the stars of the league right now. And Dion realizes that he's not doing these boys a good service, bringing them to the HBCU if they're not finna really get a chance like some of these other kids at the predominantly white schools. And I also think it might also be because 
of his son. He want his son to come along with him because he already getting snubbed in the Heisman votes because he going to HBCU. Let's not forget, he bringing Shiloh too, which is his other son. Exactly. So he bringing both of the boys. He, he going to get this together. I feel like Dion he has the opportunity that very few coaches have been able to you know, really take advantage of. He is well-respected, well-liked. He's a great coach. And he's going to go to an organization that not only wants him, but needs him. Like, Hey, Nate, Nate, you know? I got a question. What you think about that boy, Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter, both sides of the ball, receiver and corner. I'm going to tell you right now, Travis Hunter, he was the... Uh, he was the guy that they, uh, the five star that they recruited, um, yeah. that Alabama was all mad about. Yeah. They, I ain't really watched Jackson State that many, that many times this this year, but I know was he was he balling up. Man, that boy legit. That boy is he taking a win? That boy legit. Yeah, he go. I'm pretty sure Travis following wherever Dion go. What was that statue was telling me about the thousand players? Man, it's a thousand players in the transfer portal since Dion. Has said he gonna be Colorado coach. A thousand, a thousand college football players had entered their name across the nation in the transfer portal, and within three days, Man. it's only been three days, bro. The it's season crazy. not even over yet, and it's a thousand players that has already entered. It's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. Uh, I can't wait to see what the landscape look like next year, but I. I can't help but also mention HBCUs. If if, I, if I'm if I'm correct on this, Gramlin State is the only one who really secured the NIL deals for all of their players. A lot of the other HBCUs don't have the NIL deals the way these other teams like Texas A&M and some of these other teams um, have the NIL deals, and that's a big thing now. You know, these players want to get paid, so I feel like he understood that I'm not going to get where I want to be. In the HBCU, but I mean the culture is still the same. He's still showing love. I don't think he's gonna. He you know people say he's sold. I can sell out. But I I don't even think it's about the money for Dion because he donating half his salary back to Jackson. He just got he getting him a new football field. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I, don't, doing I don't even think it's about the money. Uh, bro, I really think it's about. Him exploiting his coaching talents. He got something to prove. But also, his son got something to prove. His son, yeah. They his both got son, something to prove. Travis, <laughs> Travis and Shador got something to prove. Travis got to prove that he number one out of his class. Shador got to prove that, which he has already proven to me. I don't know about many others around the world, but he proved to me already he one of the top quarterbacks in the world. Come on, man. He up there with C.J. Stroud. Yes. Max Duggan. Yes. He better than Stetson Bennett. <laughs> better than Stetson Bennett. Come he, on. He better we than Stetson Bennett. We just looked at Bennett. the stats, man. I'm talking about what he got, 3,380 passing yards? And he tied. Well, he not tied, but he right up under C.J. and uh, Caleb, Caleb Walt- Williams. Williams, you know? He, he right under the top. So, he number two. But I don't understand how he couldn't even get a nod. Well, I do understand. And... People just don't take. It's almost like, it's almost like the HBCU. They they might be even lower than the MAC. It's almost like they get even less respect than the MAC. It's almost like okay, but who did you play? Or 
okay, but who are you? You know, okay, you played at HBCU, but, you know, did you play Ohio State? Did, did you play a, a tough Iowa defense? Did you did you play against, you know, the tough Oregon or, or, or TCU or any of these other teams that are really got those? those and, and that's where the move, I think that's what created the big the move. Big move yeah. The big move is, okay, you say my son can't play with the best. Yeah. What's up now? What's up now? What's up now? What you what you gonna do now? Who how is you gonna say he not that good if he come and put up these same numbers or even better numbers in the power five? Cause you gotta remember, the only difference is between the power five schools mm-hmm. and HBCU schools is probably the linemen. Them same tailbacks and skill positions. You can get them at any school. The lineman is probably the the only difference in college between Power Five and HBCU. Speaking of, uh, I want to stick on college football for a second. Let's talk about since we were already just talking about the Heisman race just a little bit. Who do you think gonna win it? Out of Stetson Bennett, I think the finalists were Stetson Bennett, C.J. Stroud. Um, uh, Caleb Williams and um, my boy from uh, uh, TCU was his uh, Max Gooden. Max Duggan. Duggan, yeah. What? Who you think gonna win out of those guys? It's really a toss up this year because you know, <clears throat> really Blake Quan should have been the man to Blake win. Up, yeah, I feel like he still should have had a chance to go and experience that. But now they're really trying to make it into a quarterback. Quarterback award, I feel like. I mean, I mean, it depends on your. But you know the crazy part about it is, it kind of depends on your offense though. Because whoever the best player on the best offense is, it seems like that's the Devontae Smith wanted on for but, Alabama. But the but best how player. Could, how could the, how could you say Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams the best when he lost in big games. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say I don't think Caleb Williams is the best, but the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. And Caleb lie. Williams might have the best numbers of all the quarterbacks in the entire NCAA. But you, you got to give it to him if he got the best numbers. And he got the least amount of – well, of the top finalists, I think he has the least amount of interceptions with, like, yeah, four. He only got four. So they're going to have to give it to, to Caleb Williams because I don't believe Max Duggan deserve it. Next Douglas don't deserve it. I'm not sure Stetson Bennett deserves it either. But to be but fair. But I think the closest one should be is C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud could possibly win it. But I don't know when they stopped the voting. I'm going to tell you right now, that loss against Michigan didn't help him. And he lost against Michigan last year, too. That didn't help him. I know they're not bringing that into it, but they're only human. They're going to remember stuff like that. Yeah. They only human. They're gonna think about. Oh, he's never. You know, he's, but, uh, he's won, he lost two straight matches against Michigan, and and that in that case, we can bring up Caleb Williams losing twice this season in Utah. They're gonna bring that up. But he lost. He I mean, they're not even in the playoffs, so I don't know when they start the 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 voting. I hope they don't. You know, wait until after the playoffs because that'd be kind of unfair, seeing as how um, one of the finalists isn't even in. You know, isn't even in the uh, the playoffs right now. The only the other three are, but 
We'll just have to see. I kind of think CJ Stroud kind of deserves all year long. They were number two for the entire year. They were number two. Didn't waver, didn't move until the very end when they lost to a really good Michigan team. And it was partly for CJ Stroud's fault, but, you know, he did throw two interceptions at the end of the game. So you got to look at that. But I don't know. I, I feel like he good, though. That kid, that kid good. But he, I feel like, I don't know. It's going to really be a toss-up in the Heisman this year. I don't think – I, I feel like this year, this year they don't have like a – you a know, sometimes, Yeah, sometimes even in the NFL you had an MVP where you're like, he's winning it, he's winning it. But like this year, they could kind of lean a couple different ways. I just hope they don't lean towards uh, Stetson Bennett. Don't lean towards him. <laughs> Is it because he threw the six and the seven interceptions with 20 touchdowns? It's partly for that. His numbers aren't as good, but also, I don't believe he's the reason Georgia is as good as they are. Stetson Bennett is not the reason Georgia is where they are right now. They got probably the the best front line and the best def like one of the best defenses in the college football. And I just feel like when you, so, sometimes I they say, get, I can't say he's not the reason. Because he a game manager. He's he a game did, manager. He's a game manager. I just don't think he's a Heisman winner. But he's a great game manager as far as leading a team. Yeah. He he leading Georgia like no other. He managing the game how he's supposed to. So he ain't got to put up crazy football numbers. His team is playing how they're supposed to. Their defense is awesome. They got a running back, McIntosh. He can come around the corner anytime he want and score. He had almost what? Oh, he had three touchdowns against Oregon in the first half. Now I know it's a sore subject for you, my brother, because I know you're a Crimson Tide faithful oh, man. man. Let, let's talk about Alabama not being in the playoffs for what is the first time in how many years? It's been some years, but I call that highway robbery, oh. robbery. Cause I feel like TCU. TCU's, once you lost to Kansas State, you should have been out. I feel like Ohio State, you you lost by 24 to your arch rival, you should have been out. You know what I'm saying? That's a 24-point loss compared to a four-point loss between two games. A four-point loss and a 24-point loss. I feel like we lost to a good Tennessee team that was in the top four with a healthy hand and hooker. It was a good Tennessee team. On the team. road, we lost to a good LSU team that was in the top four at the time. At the time, LSU was in the top four. LSU didn't come out the top four until they lost to, uh, what was that team? I can't remember the team, but LSU, uh, Texas A&M. LSU didn't come out until they lost to Texas A&M. They lost to Texas A&M. They came out the top four. Then they lost to Georgia. That's what hurt us. That's what hurt us. And, and then they got beat up by Tennessee real bad. So that ain't helped Alabama chances at all. But I felt like Alabama should have been in there this year, regardless of the two losses, only because we lost them games to top four teams at the time that was healthy. Tennessee was healthy. LSU was healthy at the time. I know you feel like Alabama should be in there, but they kind of shouldn't, though, because 
all year, you know, it really when the, when it really started shaping up because all it really matters is is the interconference games, the games within your division, the games within your like Big Ten games, SEC games. Those are what matter. And once it started breaking down, and Michigan was playing against Penn State and Michigan State and Ohio State, Ohio State started getting in there. It became real clear the top three teams were Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. And everybody else just kept on kind of flip-flopping around. Alabama, they they lost a few games. Ohio State didn't. You know what I'm saying? Now, if, you're, if your argument is that is your argument that Ohio State shouldn't be in and Alabama should be in, or is it that TCU should not be in? Because one of those teams, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really leaning towards TCU shouldn't be in. Shouldn't be in? TCU, you haven't really played nobody all year. Who have you played, really? <laughs> you haven't played Ohio State. You haven't played... You haven't played nobody. You haven't played Tennessee. Who have... Who have TCU played? The only team I can say TCU played was Texas. Now, now one thing I hate about college football is the fact that players, I mean, not players, but teams can sneak back into the playoffs by manipulating the rankings. If you can sneak back into the top four, you'll get in even... If you you know like like even 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 though uh, Alabama last year, what they lose to Georgia and they you know and, and and they had another loss on their on the on the record, but they still got back into the playoffs and and then this year Ohio State lost to Michigan was supposed to be the game and they were out dead to rights and then a couple upsets you know Utah did what they did and a couple upsets happened and now they snuck back in I I feel like that's suspect. I feel like they shouldn't be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? But but who else would you put in there? I mean, you got you got to drop Ohio State back down cuz they was number 5. Alabama was sitting at number 6. TCU lost. TCU should have came up out of there once they lost to Kansas State, which was ranked number 13 at the time. I just feel like the the championship game is kind of irrelevant because if Michigan had lost to Purdue, Purdue gets no benefit from that. They don't automatically go to the playoffs. No. They just Michigan drops in the rankings. It's almost like the championship game is a way for the other side of the conference to kind of sneak in and take away your chances. Purdue, if they had to beat Michigan, literally Michigan probably would have dropped out of the playoffs, but Purdue, nothing would have happened for them. And it just would it seemed unnecessary almost. We should just kept the, the teams how they were, but Everything's going to change next year. They're going to have, I think they said, changed it to 12 teams, right? 12, that's 2024. Oh, 2024. Oh. 2024 is going to 12 Everything teams. And change. I guarantee you, Colorado will be in there. Oh, yeah. They're going to be in there. Colorado. It's going to be a lot, less, a lot less pressure, too, because you don't have to have this perfect. See, everybody's trying to rush for this perfect season, and now, you know, you don't really got to do that no more. Prime, you know, prime time will be in there. I can, I can guarantee you that. Colorado will be in there. Them boys will be in there. Now let's let's jump ship a little bit, and since this is our first episode, we we want to I want to get to NFL just for a second, just so everyone can hear our picks for the because the playoffs are fast approaching, so I want them to get our picks for the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game, and then once they come up, 
we'll see how well we did. So I'll let you go first. Okay, for the AFC, I got Cincinnati versus the Chiefs mm-hmm. in the AFC Championship. I got Cincy beating the Chiefs once again. Jamar Chase. What you think? Jamar Chase a dog. What and, you think? And I but I think the Chiefs got their cornerback. I know that I I, th- I think they I know at the beginning of the year they didn't have their corner and I think they were having some issues on they got their defense started to come around a little bit. One thing I will say is I seen a stat the other day. The Cincinnati Bengals, well, since Joe Burrow took over, are three and zero against the Chiefs. Yeah, they've beaten them every single every time. Single Mahomes time. has never beaten the Joe Burrow led Cincinnati team, which is kind of a crazy stat, bro. Because I mean, you got to think about it. Everybody seems to say that Mahomes is the better quarterback, but but I'm gonna tell you what. What's the crazy stat about that? They beat them by three points every time they played. Oh yeah, they only won by three points every time they beat the Chiefs. They won by three points. So then it just comes down to which either which quarterback can get over the hump or which defense can kind of just make a big play because you've seen the Cincinnati Bengals made that interception. They kind of sealed the game for the for the uh, for the for them in the um, playoffs last year. And then you know, I think Cincy's biggest thing is Cincy should have had the Super Bowl last year. You think they should have won? They should have won. If Joe Burrow had two or three seconds more. Not even Jamar two. Maybe yeah, one and a half. One and a half. Jamar Chase is wide open. Wide open. And I got to say, it ain't just Jamar Chase on that Cincy team. Oh, Joe no. Mixon. P. He, Ron. I think he was hurt last last game. Yeah. Mixon was hurt last game, but he'll be back. P. Ron. <clears throat> he been running hard. You got to give it up to T. Higgins. T. Higgins is nice. T. Higgins been He might balling. be one of the best wide receiver tools in the game. T. Higgins. Boyd, he had an okay game. He dropped a couple passes, but he always bounced back. I think. Tyler I think, Boyd. Tyler. Oh, yeah. I think if I had to choose, it's just a kind of a break off of that. I think some of the. Because we was talking about wide receiver tools earlier. Some of the best wide receiver tools, Jalen Waddle. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's a good wide receiver too. I really like um, um, Devontae Smith as my wide receiver too. AJ Brown, he's a good mm-hmm. wide receiver one, but but uh, my boy Devontae Smith, you know, T Higgins obviously is a good wide receiver too. There's some good wide receiver tools out here. Um, Juju is becoming a good, you know, wide receiver too. I think George Pickens. Is a good wide receiver too. My boy, that boy got hands, man. Yeah, that boy is nice. He's yeah. gonna be a future. He's gonna be, yeah, he he gonna be something, man. So that was just my little break off of that. But but if I my my, my pick for NFC AFC, I think I gotta go AFC, I have to go I gotta go Chiefs. I think the way they're playing, you'd have to be stupid. Now 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 do I want them to win? No, I'm a Bronco boy. With AFC West all day, I don't want the Chiefs to do anything. But you have to be stupid not to pick them. Like, like the way they're playing, it, it, unless they fall off a cliff. If Mahomes gets hurt next next week, then their chances are over. But as long as they have Mahomes, as long as they have Kelsey, they good. Um, and then I think the Chiefs versus, I think probably Buffalo. I think Buffalo. They this is their year. 
I know they lost Vaughn. I think Tredavious White is still gone. But Bro, well my NFC NFC championship game, I got the Eagles versus Tampa. Ah, you cannot count that boy Tom Brady out. You can You cannot count Tom Brady out. I don't care what you say. He's going through a divorce, but I don't care what you say. You Bro, cannot he, count that boy Tom Brady out. Has he lost a game since he got divorced? He lost one game since he's been divorced, <laughs> and he put that shit back on. That boy said, look, man, I ain't. He, he said, I don't need, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gretchen, Giselle. Giselle. I don't Giselle. need Giselle. I don't need, man, my boy. My boy Tom Brady, man. He's funny, man. Man. Who you think winning that matchup then? I got the Eagles. I'm riding with Jalen Hurts all day. MVP? I'm riding MVP? with MVP. <laughs> I'm riding with Jalen Hurts all I got the, day. I got the Eagles too. I think the Eagles going to the NFC Championship. They it, probably going to play against either the Cowboys or the Vikings. If I had to choose, I would probably say, I. Well, you know what? The NFC is so strange to me because I don't know if people remember when the Cardinals, the Cardinals were like seven and nine, and they went to the Super Bowl. I yeah. forgot how many years ago that was. They went to the Super Bowl, and I mean, like, like football is just weird. Bro, you can get into the playoffs, and once you get in, bro, you got a puncher's chance. You got a chance for somebody to get hurt, someone to get suspended, some something to happen that you that you go all the way. So I don't want to say that it's going to be one of the top teams because if you look in the hunt, it's a lot of five and seven teams in the hunt, a lot of uh, six and what eight teams in the hunt. So it's 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 hard to say right now, but I'll tell you what, I think it might be the Eagles and the Cowboys because it just kind of makes the most sense. Those are probably the two, I feel like the two scariest teams in, 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 the, in the NFC right now because the Eagles, they got that crazy offense. And then the uh, the Cowboys don't have that, a great offense, but their defense is worth the world. I mean, 50, did you see what they did to the to the, uh, Cow- to the Colts the other day? Yeah. Uh, that was partly mainly because of their defense, bro. Two interceptions, a strip sack. Them boys scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. What you think about that boy and Michael Parsons? Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons? Michael Parsons is nice, but I'll tell you one thing. What they need to do is start developing him into a real linebacker. I know they like him to pass rush, and I think he's good at pass rushing. Now he's young, true. But the speed leaves. The speed goes away. And I think that the way the NFL is changing, it's more of a coverage league. Teams are throwing it so much. I feel like you need a a, a player who can do both. Because what's going to happen is they're going to get into situations. Yeah, I understand. They, they're going to get into situations where they need a certain package, and they're going to have to take him out because he, he can't line up on Travis Kelsey or he can't line up on Kittle or he can't line up on Gesicki. You know, you need a linebacker who can, when you need to, put him on, man. And you see, Eddie Hutchinson got like two interceptions already. Yeah, he a, he a D lineman. So I mean, the way the league is going now, they need to start working my man's backwards a little bit and see if he can kind of cover his space. I think he his game is off, but like you said, he need to back up some. And learn how to play like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, exactly. Ray Lewis, biggest thing about Ray Lewis, he could cover the slot position 
and he could cover anything coming in towards him. Exactly. Ray Lewis ain't do too much going out in the anything five and under. Ray Lewis was covering mm. anything coming across the middle. Ray Lewis was covering. You don't see that between linebackers nowadays. You can see them cover them, but you can see them sag and like leave leave that player just going. Well, I, well, well, the thing I noticed about outside linebackers is they need to have interest in the pass game. And I'm not talking about pass rushing, pass coverage, because, and I don't want to bring Madden into it, but I'm going to have to. When I play Madden and I'm looking at that outside linebacker, I have my tight end come off of him, and I know he's just rushing. And, I, I mean, that's an easy pass all day because now it's it's a mismatch. I got more receivers than you have coverage, guys, because, you, you know, you, you got linebackers who who you got coming down and they, they, can't, they can't cover, they can't back up. Michael Parsons is a good example because Von Miller, that was one of his weaknesses. Von Miller cannot cover in space. Nope, not at all. Shaquille Barrett, he can't cover in space. You know, you you need – I know people like to think the middle linebackers, Mike linebackers are more the coverage guys. You got Bobby Wagner. He's a ball hawk. Fred Warner, he he can get out there. But outside linebackers need to be able to cover as well. I don't know if you ever noticed, but, like, some players literally are only in on one set. They're like, this is you. This is you. You come in, we need you to rush. When you're not rushing, you out. You go sit your tail on the sideline until we need you to be fast again. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's a career record because once the speed goes, you go. Right. Once you can't run no more, you done. <laughs> you done. But let, let let's try to move on a little bit. Uh, let, let's talk about Lamar, man. I, I feel bad. I didn't even notice he got injured because I wasn't watching the game until I looked at the highlights, and I'm like, who is this dude they got in there? Where's Lamar? And then you know, so I'm my, my boy was it sprained his ankle or something like that. They say uh, bum knee. Oh, knee? Bum knee, which he needs. He needs his wheels. But how do you feel about Lamar's contract? I, I, feel, I feel like this affects the contract, but before even before this happened, I felt like the Ravens were going to franchise tag him at the end of the year. I felt like unless they won a Super Bowl or got close, they were going to franchise tag him. And, I mean, that's still $40 million a year, but it's... it's you saying they're going to franchise tag him at the end of this year? I, not, I felt like they were. Now, this opens the door for them to possibly just let him go. Because this was their fear from the beginning, is that they felt like he might get hurt. And they didn't want to give guaranteed money to a guy who they felt like might get hurt. And now, you see, he got hurt. So now it changes the thought process. But could you blame a guy who runs like that but doesn't have a number one receiver? No, you a can't number, blame him. A number one. Not only does he not have a number one receiver, he doesn't have a real offense. Their offense is Lamar. Their yeah. offense is Lamar. And, I mean, they got their running backs behind them, but their offense is basically Lamar. They kind of just... You know, they got that high school veer offense where they just kind of, Lamar, you running through yourself. You don't want to hand it off. You keep it. And, I mean, that's cool. But in the playoffs, you see 
teams, they stack the box, they bring safeties down. And the biggest problem I've seen in the Ravens is when they get into situations where they're not ahead of the stick. They thrive on being ahead of the sticks. Being ahead of the sticks, basically, if I run the ball, I get six yards. I only need four more yards. I'm good. Yeah. You're right on schedule. But what if on first down, I'm down two? Now it's second and 12. On second down, I only get a three-yard gain. Now it's 39. I mean, now you almost have to pass it. And the Ravens' biggest problem is they they just they, – they, they, no one is scared of their pass game. Nobody. They don't really have a pass game, and that's their biggest issue. When the te- everyone in the whole stadium knows you're probably not going to pass it, it makes getting your quarterback the ball a very dangerous thing. He's bound to get hurt. I got another question. Uh, where do you think Lamar will go after this year? I think Lamar. Okay, I'm gonna split this into two things. There's one I want. I want to see him go to the Vikings. I want to see that him and him and JJ, TJ, Irv Smith, Ooh. Dalvin Cook. That'd be nice. I want to see that so bad. That would be Ooh, nice. KJ Osborne. They got some dogs over there. Uh, Adam Thalen. They got a nice little team, but I don't think he's gonna go there though. They're probably not gonna take. Him. I think they're gonna give Kirk Cousins. You know. They're going to keep him for a while. They like what he brings to them. He got him dancing on the plane with the chain on. They like him. I think the team likes him, too. And I think that's an underrated aspect of quarterback. You got to be likable. You know what I'm saying? They like him. You know, I think he might stay with the Ravens. I really do. I think he loves Baltimore. I think that's where he wants to be. But if they do end up letting him go, I could probably see him going to maybe... I could probably see him going to New York. They don't have a solid quarterback foundation. The Jets, they don't have they don't like Zach. They don't like Mike White for real. They, they don't know who they want. I could see him going to I mean, it's kind of hard because some of the teams they have the money cuz the uh, bottom line, he wants his money. He wants to get paid. But the teams that can pay him, they have first round picks and they kind of want to try Bryce Young. They want to see what CJ Stroud's got. They want to see what they can get from some of these quarterbacks coming in. Just think about this. But the thing is, why not take a risk on Lamar while he's still young? Well, the thing is, here's the big problem. He's been hurt these last two years. I don't want to put that as a – I don't want to put that on him, but it's true. He's been hurt these last two years. But the biggest issue is people underestimate – I mean, well, they undervalue how much – a rookie quarterback really means you can basically essentially have a player for four years and pay him pennies. You don't have to pay him nothing. Lamar was on his rookie contract and they had the ability, not they didn't do it, but they had the ability to sign any big star free agent they wanted to. And it wouldn't have mattered because Lamar was getting paid pennies versus a player like Aaron Rodgers who has, or a player like Deshaun Watson making what two hundred forty five million guaranteed? A player like Dak Prescott who's making all this money or sixty million dollars a year. So basically, you're paying these court, you're paying these rookie quarterbacks pennies, pennies on the dollar, bro. There's nothing, and you can basically build whatever you want around them. So I don't think anyone's going to take a chance on Lamar when you got these. Now, if there was no good quarterbacks coming into the league, I think they would do that. But Bryce Young is a superstar. C.J. Stroud is a star in the making. I think there's a lot of upside with some of these quarterbacks coming into the uh, coming into the NFL, and I think Lamar might have to eat his eat his own medicine for a second and just sit down with the Ravens and just be like, "Look, okay, what do you guys want to give me? Like, like you not your bargaining chips are almost gone, bro." 
But taking with that being said, if he doesn't have a true number one receiver, you think he's gonna want to keep playing without a number one receiver? I mean, he he's playing with his number one receiver as his tight end. Give it, give it or take it. Mark Andrews is good, but don't don't Two. sleep on a number one receiver because you need. It's proven that you need that number one receiver to get that separation to spread the field. The Baltimore is not spreading the field. They're not spreading the field at all. Because it's bunched up in the box. And all you have to do is run a cover two or a cover four to to even stop Mark Andrews. But you're not really going to stop Mark Andrews because he, uh, he can make unrealistic catches. But at the same time, you only have to limit his number of touches. Which teams are now just pulling the safety down in the box, double teaming Mark Andrews with a linebacker underneath, safety over top, and the receivers aren't getting any separation. It's the true. One on one matchups, the receivers aren't getting any separation. So, in my opinion, I think Lamar will be coming to our hometown, the Detroit Lions. Do you think he's to the Lions? Bring him to Detroit. Bring him with Amon St. Brown. Bring him with Jameson Williams. DJ Chalk. I see Jared Goff sticking DeAndre around for DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams. Lamar Jackson. What, what, what's, in, what's in Detroit? What you mean? What's in Detroit? He's there for football. He can go back to Florida after football. No, I mean like what's what? I mean the the Detroit's biggest issue has been they don't want to pay the quarterback. Anybody. They they haven't had a good quarterback in a second, but the they 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 don't want to pay nobody. They let they let uh. They let big play Slade go because they didn't want to pay him. Nadamika Sue, they didn't want to pay him. I, I understand that. Marvin but Jones, they didn't want to pay him. I, Kevin Kenny Gallagher, they didn't want to pay him. I understand all that with the skill position, but look at the main ties. What's the name? Broke all his fingers because of Matthew Stafford. He broke every single finger on his hand. That's why he quit football. Calvin Johnson, he quit yeah. football early because he broke. He couldn't do it no more. He broke every single. Finger on his hand. He well, broke. All, imagine breaking all ten of your fingers on your hands. Have you looked at the man's hand? <laughs> yeah, I've seen the. I seen a documentary when he was talking about he couldn't even move his knees. He can't move his knees. He have to smoke weed. <laughs> I don't know. I, he to be does. fair. To be fair, to bro, the Ravens like they had us. They had a nice little start to the season, but. Uh, my boy, uh, what's his name? Bateman got hurt. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, all right. But Rashad, Mark Lamar needs a receiving core. Think about it. Tom Brady has a receiving core. You got to think about it. Every time he has a team, he had a receiving core. Receiving core, yeah. But one thing I'll say about, I feel like they need to... I mean, I don't want to get rid of Lamar. Just even, get, get, even, rid of the, get rid of the even, offensive coordinator. Even in the Super Bowl, no, you can't do that because we have gave up offensive coordinators. Even even in the Super Bowl last year, you've seen all you need is a receiving core. You need a receiving core. But as good as some of these players are, what they really need is, because it's never too late for a player to develop. 
And you've seen players who came into the league. Let's talk about the NBA for a second. I mean, let's not like talk, but I'm saying let's compare it. You see players like Andrew Wiggins who came into the league, were kind of eh, and then they got with the right scheme, the right game plan, the right coach who believed in them, and they turned to somebody new. So you see players who maybe people call bums, people who say aren't real receivers. But when they get with the right offensive coordinator who knows how to use their skill set, the right training staff who knows how to utilize them, they turn into superstars. So I think they need to they need to look at their office offensive gameplay, the offensive scheme, the offensive coordinator, I'm, I'm, I'm and make. Tell, I'm gonna tell y'all right now what all the receivers who ain't got no game need to do, or just coming into the league need to do. Right. Go and work out with that man, Ocho Cinco. <laughs> Ocho, go. He available. He on Twitter every day. He on Instagram. He on all that. Go work out with that man, Ocho Cinco, and the boys in Florida, and you will be great getting off the line. I guarantee you won't nobody get off the line greater than you. And that's the biggest problem right there, they getting off, get the off the line. They can't get off the line, bro. The Ravens have one-on-one matchups. Lamar can't get the ball downfield because can't nobody get off the line. Look at Jamar Chase. Look yeah. what he just did to Kansas City defense. <laughs> he demoralized them by himself. Him and T. Higgins, I watched every single play. Doom boys got off the line, off the line. so smooth. No, watch my boy Tyreek, the best wide receiver in the league this year. My boy Tyreek, nobody... Oh, yeah. Nobody gets separation. And then part of it is because he's the fastest human on the planet. But, but I'm saying, without having that fastest human in the planet, get with Ocho Cinco, and I guarantee your footwork going to be better. Oh, yeah. That's what you need, though. People don't think about that. You need the biggest thing about, because I've been watching my Broncos, and my boy Jerry Judy, my boy Carlin Sutton, they don't get separation. The biggest thing is separation, bro. Like, a quarterback has, at the most, with a good offensive line, four seconds. Four, and that's asking a lot. Two seconds with a bad offensive line. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. That's enough for him to step back and look to his left. <laughs> and if he has enough pocket presence, maybe he can move to the side a little bit and look to his right a little bit. You don't got a lot of time. So if you need to focus on your release and focus on your cut. Once you get off the ball with your release, now you got your cornerback chasing. You hit one cut to the out, you hit one cut to the end, and now you have the upper hand. And usually the offensive player knows where the ball is coming before the defensive player does. Yeah. And if you watch, like, I've been watching, like, different receivers, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, he finds different ways to trick his opponent into thinking he's getting the ball sooner than he's really getting the ball. Like, he'll open his eyes and make a look. Now he got his cornerback's head's turn. Then he runs a little bit more and he catches the ball. It's little things like that that you can do to help your quarterback out. But let me see. Um, Man, let's talk about Ladarius Jefferson. That boy going to the NFL draft. I'm Muskegon very young. We played with him. He's declaring for it. State champion. State champion, Mr. Football of Michigan. Now, what is he, a senior or what? He's, uh, I believe he, yeah, same. Did he go to the senior bowl? Uh, I don't think they got the invites yet. Oh, I think yeah, they'll yeah, come yeah. after the season. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I was watching the one from last year. 
That mug was solid. I ain't gonna lie. Nah, but I mean, I feel like he gonna he gonna have to because a lot of a lot of times players who don't ball out during the season, if they ball out during the senior bowl, they can really turn some heads, bro. And then you know you go to the combine, that can help. But he probably gonna end up. I don't want to talk down on nobody, but he probably gonna end up having to put it in his work like a lot because you know he kind of was at a disadvantage because he played quarterback his whole career. Then he went to college and kind of played running back a little bit, and now it's like, what is he? Is he a running back? Is he a quarterback? Is he a, you know, I mean, what what is you know, is he an H back? Is he a fullback? What is what is he? And that's the thing they're gonna ask, you know. And then at that, when you're a young cat coming into the league, you got to be able to do more than just touch the ball. That I mean, that's around the that's around the, the everywhere. That's any sport. You got to do more than just. Be the primary ball handler. You gotta. You can't be the bell cow if you're a rookie. You're probably not going to touch the ball twenty times. So can you affect the game doing more than just rushing? Can he do special teams? Can he be a coach on the sideline? Can he be a good practice squad player? Can he? You know what I'm saying? These are things you gotta think about. Does he fumble the ball? Have you seen him put the ball on the floor? Nah, I ain't seen him fumble. I ain't seen him really. That's fumble that's the quickest lot. thing to get you up out of there. Fumbling. I mean, can he catch out of the backfield? It's little things like that that coaches look for. And I'm not saying he can't do these things, but I'm saying those are the things that he needs to make sure he can do. Or else it's gonna be a tough road for my boy. All right, all right. What about your boy Michi Harris? He is entering the transfer portal. Um I ain't really been watching. I mean, what? Is, I ain't really been watching him too much. I know he was in Cornell, you know, but like, you know, he has safety. What'd you say? Yeah, like thirty-eight tackles. Thirty-eight tackles, twenty-two solo, sixteen assists. I mean, what, no he, he, what is he? A senior? He he graduated, right? Yeah, he a grad transfer. Okay, so then I mean, he probably gonna he probably gonna want to go to a team that. Well, he wanna, you know, is he is his ultimate goal to go to the NFL or or he just he just wanna finish playing college football. He ain't he ain't doing it. Yeah, he I think he trying to go to the NFL. That's his point of transfer. What's up, bro? Well, let's 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 we'll see about that though, but uh What's up? Let me let me touch let me touch on this real quick. Cause we well, we seen Matthew Stafford get hurt, Lamar Jackson get hurt, and Tua get hurt, and a couple other quarterbacks throughout the season. You know, just kind of, you know, Russell Wilson at one point. So like, what can the NFL teams do to keep quarterbacks safe? Bro, what you think? They got a slide. I mean, they you think the quarterback? You think, you think it's the quarterback for it? Some of them sliding, some of them holding on to the ball too long. I mean, to, 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 I mean, it's a part of the game too. It is. Part of it is just part of the game. Some of them going to get hurt. Some of them, some of them injuries going to get hurt. Like two of you couldn't do nothing about that. It was you couldn't a, do nothing about a, that. It was a sack. Now I feel like they making the game different now that he got injured. You know what I'm saying? Like quarterback can't even be touched hardly. Well, I I I definitely feel like because I've been a defender 
chasing after a quarterback. And when you do all that work to get there and he throw that much, sometimes you want to hit him regardless. There's been times where I'm like, I'm hitting this dude whether or not he throw that or not. Like, so there's been times where I, I, be, I be on that petty stuff. Like, so, so like... I think it's the simple fact that, like, they got to get on these defenders. Like, hey, you don't need – because I was watching the play the other day. A dude caught the ball in the end zone, and a dude still smacked him across the head, like, as hard as he could. And it's just a simple fact. You got to get on these defenders, like – I mean, they moving so fast. They moving so fast, but you know for a stop. fact some of these guys, when they headed towards that dude, they going to hit him regardless. And that's the definition of targeting. But I feel like the main way they can say these quarterbacks, bro, is something out the game. Ain't no reason your quarterback should be playing in the fourth quarter of the game you already won. I just I don't see the point. It's the reason why you see after the game won, Dame Lillard sitting on the sideline in the NBA. I mean, he, he don't need no he don't need to play them last seven minutes. It don't make no sense, bro. Nah, not for real. But they you know they don't ever sub them out. They let them get their yards. But it's just, you you gonna pay the price, bro. You gonna get your quarterback hit the wrong time, brother. Right about that. Man, let me talk about my boy Deshaun Watson, bro. You think Deshaun can turn the Browns around, man? Man, yeah, he's going to turn the Browns around. I mean, the Browns was never that bad. I mean, they not as good as they should have been. They 5-7 and seven right now. Not where we thought they would be. You think Deshaun can turn them around, though? You think he can? Yeah, he just got to get, get his groove back. You got to think, Deshaun ain't played in three years almost. Deshaun got... He he had 33 passing touchdowns before he left the league. He had 4,500 passing yards. So we talking about almost 5,000 passing yards. He only had six interceptions on a losing team. Deshaun wasn't the dog. They paid him a lot of money for a reason. That's $245 guaranteed. They're not playing, but... I mean, two hundred forty-five million, but guaranteed. But they, I think that this year might be over with for the Browns. Just that's just my my opinion. Don't sleep on Deshaun Watson. I'm not gonna sleep on him at all. But at the same time, you gotta think. You got your division leaders. You got what two, three wild card spots, and but, then but a, a Deshaun Watson that's in rhythm with Amari Cooper. Well, you gotta think about this. You probably got the Buffalo. Buffalo. You probably got. Kansas City, then you know you got Cincinnati. The, they're they gonna lead the AFC North, and then you know probably the Jets. They might be somewhere up there. The Jets been playing out of their mind, you know. So I, I just don't think it's enough room for them. Right now, the Ravens are up there right now too, but I think they're gonna fall off without Lamar. But um, I just. I just don't see the the Browns really making a big comeback. It could happen. I could be wrong, but I don't think Deshaun Watson makes them above and away the best team. Now, if he was there from the jump, yeah. But I mean, my dog ain't played in like you said, like three years. Like, and it's week twelve. I don't know, man. Don't expect the best out of Deshaun Watson. He got a point to prove. He, he do got a point to prove. He didn't play so well last game. That boy said. I'm well rested. Got plenty of massages. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling you bet, you good. Feeling good, man. Now you reaching. Now you reaching. <laughs> but I feel like he he gonna bring him back. You know, he gonna 
He's gonna bring them all the way back to. They ain't gonna be. I don't know. I don't count Deshaun Watson out for nothing. I ain't seen him pull strings, real strings. Like, like he he's a dog. He can play. He now, can play. Now let me see. Let me let me let me pick your brain real quick, my boy. Cause I want to I want to get your mind. I want I want to get your thoughts on the three most important positions on the football team in order. So one, two, three in order. One me one being like the most important. I gotta say offensive line. Which position on the offensive line? Well, it gotta be a position. Uh huh. I know which position I say, but I gotta say that blind side tackle. Yeah, I was saying that too. Left tackle. That blind, it could be left or right, but it got to be the blind side of the quarterback. That tackle, that blind side tackle where you can't see nothing at. Yeah. That shit important. Real Very important. important. They, they you think he more important? You think he the most important on the team? Yeah. Okay. Who would you say second? I'd say the quarterback. Quarterback, I can see that. I'd say the quarterback because you're going to need that leading. Comps it down in the huddle. I can see that. I can definitely then, see that. Yeah. Another leader I say on the team. We talking all offense or defense? Offense, too? defense. Defense. I say on defense, you need that. I say. Uh, I say middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Yeah. And I'm off the fact that you see how. Tampa Bay played in that Super Bowl based off of Devin White. You see how Ray Lewis played when he played against Colin Kaepernick. Right. It's like that line, you got to have that linebacker, the linebacker in the yeah. middle that's, that know the game, that's an aggressor, but also got the, the mentality to know the play before the play even happened. Also, Luke Keekley, you know, they got to have that mind like that. So that's that's my top three right there. I low key had the same three though. I said I just had it in a different order. I said quarterback, linebacker, and then offensive tackle. Now most quarterbacks are right handed, so usually it's a left tackle. But you got a few left handed quarterbacks, so you know. But uh, the reason though, I, I think I might, I'm, I probably would switch it up though, and maybe say instead of linebacker, I might say that that. Primary pass rusher, whether it's an outside linebacker or a defensive end, mainly because I don't think people realize just how much a, a pass rusher can wreck somebody's offense. I mean, you've got to think about it. If you get dropped for a sack, that's minus 10 yards, sometimes more than that. Now it's second and 20. And at that point, they can bring out the nickel or their dime package, and you almost – you're you're at their mercy because they ha- you have to throw it and they know you have to throw it, right? And they can just cover the sticks, put everybody back, and just you know, you know, and just force you to throw it underneath. But I did say quarterback first, just because you know you got to have that quarterback who can uh, who can change the game. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes who when the when the play breaks down, no more X's and O's, it's the Jimmys and Joes. You know, you got to play. You gotta play. You gotta play to your uh, to how much you getting paid, bro. You, you know I mean, quarterback get paid the entire, get almost the entire salary cap, and for a reason, bro. Like 
they the best on the team. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why don't anybody paying a, a running back $250 million, bro. <laughs> like, it's a reason why anybody playing, you know, paying offensive tackles they supposed the same to money, be bro. the best on the team. But, I mean, but if you look at Minnesota, can we really say Kirk Cousins the best player on the team? I ain't going to say Kirk Cousins the best player on the team. I'm, I'm leaning toward Dalvin Cook. Nah, that, nah, that would be not the best player on the oh, team. Oh, you crazy. JJ, if anything, the best player on the Vikings. Before it was even a JJ, Dalvin Cook was leading Minnesota. Dalvin Cook was probably the best player before JJ, sure. But then again, they were saying Adam Thalen was going to be the next great white hope. <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll see where that lands. Adam Thielen good, though. Adam Thielen straight. But my thing is... <laughs> Crazy part about it is, even though I did say quarterback, it has been a lot of teams who have won Super Bowls despite having terrible quarterback. In fact, Big Ben to this day has the worst QBR of any winning quarterback with a twenty-two point six. Dog was wild in that in that Super Bowl. He was not I mean, in that Super Bowl. He had a twenty-two point six QBR, and then like Joe Namath, he won a Super Bowl and didn't even throw a single touchdown. Not a single touchdown. Like you know what I'm saying. Trent Dilfer. It's a it's a bunch of a bunch of quarterbacks who didn't do really much, but their team still won. So But you you gotta think all oh, them guys them leaders though. Yeah, they game managers. They leaders, yeah. They leaders in the huddle. They ain't they ain't gotta have the crazy stats that and that's one thing about I'll say that's one thing about Shador. Touch back on Shador. That's one thing he he good at. He a leader. You know what I'm saying he ain't gotta have the crazy stats that a CJ Stroud. Even though he got the stats to match, he got the stats. Yeah, do he run too? He's not a runner. Oh, he don't run. He's not a runner. He blank. He don't run. <laughs> He's mentor Tom Brady. Oh yeah. His mentor Tom Brady, so he not running like that. And the couple times he did ran, his dad got on him. Uh, he don't want him to fall into that stigma. Yeah, that black did. quarterback is a runner and all that. He don't want him to fall into that stereotype. He told him he ain't with Mark Jackson. <laughs> Let me ask you something, man. Who do you think is the most expendable position in football? What you mean? Like, a player that, like, what position, like, you think is, like, the least important? Not even going to say least important, but, like, if, like, you should never spend a top draft pick on it. You should never spend a lot of money on it. It's like, they, they, you know, you can easily find a player similar to this, you know, somewhere in free agency, you know. Punter? That boy said punter. I mean, now, don't underestimate how good how, how important a punter is, now. I ain't underestimate Because if you get a I'm guy saying, who can only kick 25 yards, you're going to be stuck. I ain't saying that. I'm saying, but you said go grab them in free agency. You can go grab a lot of punters in You free can grab agency. a lot of punters, but... But I'm saying punter. I ain't say field goal kicker. I said punter. Field goal kickers, now, nah, them different. Them different I feel, breed, I feel that. Because, you know, Justin Tucker. Yeah. I could probably say I could probably say punter too, but I was kind of thinking more like real, like not even just special teams, but like 
regular position wise, I was thinking like maybe like uh, I wanted to say running back, but a part of me wouldn't wouldn't allow me to say that just because like it's a difference between a great running back and a mediocre running back, bro. You already know that. I'm thinking like I think earlier I said what well, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, uh, wide receiver two. I feel like most of the time when you're in your base formation, why do you don't even they not even out there, bro? Like I feel like you should I feel like you should splurge on a great wide receiver to be your number one. Kinda like how uh for a long time Kansas City only really had Tyreek Hill. I mean they had Miko Hardman and and uh, you know, Duncan Robinson, but they uh they didn't really have um no Superstar wide receiver too. Nobody that was gonna scare you. You know what I'm saying? How bad is it to defer? Who was gonna scare you in Kansas City besides Sammy, Tyreek? Sammy Watkins. Sammy. They they dropped him as soon as they Man, could. Shit. So if Sammy wasn't there, they dropped him as soon if as they Sammy could. Sammy wasn't injury prone, bro. Sammy was the coldest receiver to ever come out the draft. I, I feel him like when, when he when Hopkins. he first started, yeah, he was he was smooth. Him and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they was the coldest to come out. DeAndre Hopkins is another one though. Like when he was with Texas, you know, when he was with the Houston Texans, who who else on that team? You know what I'm saying? They had a few other receivers that were straight, but they splurged on D Hop. They went and got D Hop in the draft, and you know what I'm saying? They they didn't feel the need to get anybody else because you don't really need a good wide receiver too. It helps. Did Hop needed some help? He did need some help, but start triple team. <laughs> but they still made it to the playoffs. Actually, they had one of the best offenses in the league, and all they had was D Hop and Deshaun. You know what I'm saying? Like they they went toe to toe with the uh, what was it? The Chiefs that year? Yeah, they did. They did. They was actually up by twenty, I think. My home somehow found a way to get the ball to Tyreek every play. They came back. And then you think about like a team like uh, think about a team like uh, Cowboys for a minute. All they really had was Dez. Think about a team like uh, my Broncos. All they really had was Demarius. They had Emmanuel Sanders for a second, but like I feel like wide receiver two kind of expendable, my boy. Hell no, punter. I mean, yeah, punt it, bro. But punt that. I mean, that's a, that's cheating though. You can't, you can't, you, you can't really say you can't really say punter though. That's like if I ask you what's the most expendable baseball position, and you sit here talking about umpire or something, like, catcher or something, bro. Like you, you cheating, bro. Like no, 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 because catcher important, motherfucker. I'm booting off the motherfuckers in the outfield. Catcher ain't important. Man, catcher is one of the most important positions. In, I can tell you, you don't watch baseball. So, catcher is important, bro. Catcher is one of the most important positions in baseball. I don't believe it. It is? I feel like the most important position is the pitcher. You don't watch baseball. But I watch baseball. The most important position is the pitcher. Let me let me finish. You go, you go pitcher, and then you need that shortstop. Yeah, you need them. Bro. And then you, and then, and then I, I'd even, I'd even argue that center field is more is the probably the most important outfield outfielder, because most of the balls get hit out there. Bro, most athletes play catcher. 
that's why they got bad knees, motherfucker. At the end, most of the catches I've been seeing, they they kind of they kind of fat, bro. Most catches are athletes. Catches catches are athletes in uh shortstops. I feel like that shortstop really important, bro. Shortstop is really athletes. Because if you play it right, you can get two for one. Shortstop's athletes. I'm already knowing, bro. I've seen some color shortstops play. All right, that's probably, that's probably about going to do it, though, man. Went a little over what we wanted to do, but it's straight, bro. Nice little introduction, episode one. Uh, we're probably going to be back with next week, same time. Yeah. Make sure y'all tune in, my boys. Yo.